Well, last week, Vanity Fair published a new investigation to the origins of COVID after obtaining some 100,000 internal EcoHealth Alliance documents. The article is a thorough profile of EcoHealth, which is the organization that got millions from the NIH and funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, the article adds some new pieces to the puzzle. News related to the lab leak hypothesis has been, has been arriving in a kind of drip-drip fashion over the past year or so. And with this new report, it's worth stepping back to see what the full picture looks like now. Now, over time, I'd come to believe that a lab leak is not just a plausible explanation for the origin of the pandemic, but actually more likely than not. Now, given what Vanity Fair has uncovered and combined with what we already knew, I now think it's extremely likely that it came from the lab. There's no definitive proof yet, but what we now have could fairly be called a circumstantial slam dunk. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. So for background, we already knew, thanks to documents obtained by my colleagues at The Intercept, that EcoHealth was funding research that mainstream virologists call gain-of-function at the Wuhan lab. We also know, thanks to a document leaked to a group of online pandemic detectives called Drastic, that EcoHealth applied to DARPA for funding for research that, if completed, could have produced a virus exactly like the one that launched the pandemic. So that means the key question is this. Did the lab do some of the research outlined in that proposal? If they did, the act of performing that research would be a prime opportunity for it to escape the lab. But that's where the trail has gone a bit colder, and speculation has filled the void. So EcoHealth claims it never performed any of the research. Yet scientists The Intercept spoke to said it would be highly unusual to apply for funding for research before having done even a small amount of it. But that leaves us with a he said, she said. Now, the Vanity Fair story moves the question forward in an interesting way. So again, for background, the DARPA grant was put together in collaboration with Ralph Barrick, a UNC virologist known as one of the best in the world, and it drew on controversial gain-of-function research he'd done in 2015 that set off alarm bells in the scientific community and that even he acknowledged was extremely risky. Now, the Wuhan researchers were also heavily involved in putting that grant proposal together. What we also now know is that the Chinese military was collaborating with the researchers in the lab, something that had previously been denied by Xi Li, the Chinese scientist who ran that part of the lab. Here's how Catherine Eben of Vanity Fair put it. Quote, if China's military had been collaborating with the Wuhan Institute of Virology scientists, it's unclear if Peter Dajak would have realized it. He had far less visibility into, uh, into the lab than he led on, a former EcoHealth Alliance staffer told Vanity Fair. The work being done there was, quote, always an enigma, unquote, the former staffer said. The nonprofit had hired a U.S.-based Chinese national who helped, quote, interpret for them what was happening inside the WIV, but we had to take everything at face value. It was more accept what it is because of this relationship between Xi and Dajak. Quote, he doesn't know what happened in that lab, said the former staffer. Quote, he cannot know that. Ivan quotes virologist Simon Wayne Hobson saying that the DARPA proposal was, quote, basically a roadmap to a SARS-CoV-2 like virus. Wayne Hobson noted that if the research had the blessing of somebody like Barrick, then, quote, it is possible the WIV would have wanted to copy what it viewed as cutting edge science. Wayne Hobson added, that doesn't mean they did it, but it means it's legitimate to ask the question. So in other words, EcoHealth had no idea what research was going on there, and it's entirely logical that the scientists there would have put the paper into practice. 
So Dazak's denial is more than useless. It's actively deceptive. The question then is how likely is it that these Chinese scientists working with the People's Liberation Army used Barrick's roadmap and took the viruses out for a spin? Well, here's an even better question. Why would they not have done that? All the incentives are lined up. Doing groundbreaking research using a top virologist roadmap is a sure path to advancement. Making technological breakthroughs based on Western IP or research is how the Chinese economy grows. It would be stranger if they didn't do some of that research. Now, we also know that the pandemic started a little more than a year after the proposal was submitted. The timing all lines up. So add to this the fact that the Chinese government has been generally uncooperative and has been removing evidence from public databases, which we talked about earlier in the show today. Now, it's of course possible that this is all an insane string of total coincidences. But while there's now a completely coherent theory of how the virus jumped from the lab, there's nothing similar on the natural side. The proponents of the natural origin theory haven't yet identified how the virus made the jump, despite a big New York Times story that claimed as much in its headline recently, but then backed away from it lower of the story. In the past, scientists have been able to figure out the origin species pretty quickly. And now look, researchers should of course keep investigating as there are still questions we don't have answers to. But as of now, a straightforward explanation has emerged. The US funded pioneering gain of function research in 2015. Those researchers collaborated with colleagues in Wuhan. They continued the research there. It slipped out. We got a pandemic and millions of people died. That can't yet be said with absolute certainty, but it's now far and away the most likely explanation. Welcome to The Truth Reveal, where we're giving you the solution to every problem, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm your host, Sean Wade, coming to give you the truth and reveal what thus saith the Lord in these last days that we're living in. That was just a clip from uh, news that talked about the lab leak theory, um, given a huge boost by the new documents that uh, in the interviews that they've been taking on that the media is now uncovering to let you know what uh, Rand Paul, who has been spearheading this gain of function reset, uh, research against uh, Anthony Fauci and the Senate and these hearings that are taking place where uh, he's been denying gain of function, saying he didn't have it. And he's the one that made the definition of gain of function. And they're finding out that now he lied and he, uh, Wuhan, actually in the the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology received funds from the uh, Ecolab, um, the, the, the company that Anthony Fauci had uh, started and he was the head of, and they're finding the truth out. And I've been saying it because, you know, I don't want to condemn the guy, but, you know, when something looks like a rat, it usually is a rat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the way that these uh, these things had transpired over the last past year behind what Fauci was back and forth. You need one mask. You need two masks. You don't have to wear a mask. Now you need to get vaccinated. Uh, immunity. Uh, I mean, um, natural immunity is what's happening. Then he kept going back and forth with all of these things. And you could tell that his handlers weren't happy with him. And he would come back and make another... Um, uh, 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 he would have another interview and his, his last stand would change from the stand he has during the inter the current interview. So it was just back and forth. And, and then when he would go up against the Senate, uh, Rand Paul would make him look 
very dumb. He, <laughs> he made him look very dumb. And Fauci lost his cool and, and he was using profile. He was mad and calling him an idiot and all of this stuff. And, you know, telling he don't know what he says. He's a regular politician and he doesn't know. But Rand Paul was a he was a doctor. He had patience before he became a politician. So he knew what he was talking about. Them other politicians, no, nah, they, they're people pleasers. Yeah, we know that. But Rand Paul really did what he was talking about. He really provided services to people as a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he understood about all of these things. So he was more qualified to, to really grill and, and uh, interrogate this guy to let him know, look, I understand. I was in the medical field. I know what's up. You know what I'm saying? All these other politicians are just people pleaser. They say what, you know, the people want to hear. These Ted Cruz's and Lindy, Lindsey Graham's, you know, they, they just say what people want to hear, but they ain't getting nothing done. I was out actually, I had patience myself. Rand Paul was uh, reiterating what he was saying to Fauci. So he knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? He knew how, you know, they were to deal with folks and how, you know, it should be a, 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 professional situation you know we supposed to have some confidentiality when it comes to you know public health records you know you just can't tell everybody your your symptoms and the things that you had you know i i just got some penicillin because i had an std last <laughs> you know what i'm saying you ain't supposed to be telling folks your business uh, as far as your health records you know it's not public health records <laughs> you know it's not but like i can't pull up somebody's name and find out what they're allergic to on the internet no that doesn't work like that you know these are confidential things that people are supposed to have one-on-one -on -one. whatever it, the person that's listening to this this clip right here now you know i'm not supposed to know what you're allergic to i'm not supposed to know that you might have an adverse reaction to peanuts you know <laughs> um or 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 soy or whatever it is you know gluten or you know you got ms msg you might be allergic to stuff like i'm not supposed to know that <laughs> you're supposed to bring that to my attention if i'm giving you a service like if i work at a restaurant or whatever and, and you ask me what's in the sauce or whatever and i tell you what's in the sauce and you say oh i can't have that because i'm allergic to that <laughs> you know what i'm saying but i don't know that I don't know that the only way that I'm able to, to find out these, this information is if you tell me same thing, grandpa was saying, everybody ain't got to know you took the vaccine. Everybody ain't got to know, but they making it mandatory and you got to have a card. So you got to show, <laughs> you got to have proof that you took it. So this is what I was always saying. You know, this stuff is now coming to fruition that the truth is being uncovered because I've been praying, man. I've been praying that God exposed Fauci, that God exposed Joe Biden and Hunter Biden with their Burisma holding situation. When when Joe Biden spoke to those folks and and and, and told them, you know, that I was going to be here for uh, seven hours and 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 he wasn't going to give the uh, billion dollars to secure the IMF. And he told the crowd and, and people. People didn't believe it and I'm like wait a minute you know it's right there on the internet these are this is matter of fact I want to play that clip as well just so that you can understand that a lot of this war and all of these things started back then with them that's why the sanctions that Russia just shot out um they put out uh, last week uh, had Hunter Biden's name in it Hillary Clinton's name in these sanctions Hunter Biden is not a politician 
So why did they put his name in these sanctions? It just goes to show you that, yeah, they was dealing with Joe back then. They dealt with him. They understood the, the, the truth behind it all. But let me let me play this one clip and then I'm going to be out of here. This is going to be another short one. Hold on one second. Our team are others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said no, nah. I said I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. Next clip, impeachment hearing. Listen to this. Oh, you know about that conversation, correct? The, yeah, you want me to read it to you or do you know One second, are you talking about in 2015? No, I'm talking about the one from the national uh, where you did the, I'll read it to you since you're having trouble. As I remember going over to the Ukraine, convincing our team, our leaders, convincing them that we should provide for loan guarantees. I went over, I guess, the 12th or 13th time to give. I was supposed to announce that there was a billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I got a commitment from Poroshenko, and they said that I would take action against, that they would take action against the state prosecutor. They didn't. So they, so they said they had, they were walking out to the press conference. I said, nah, I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have authority, you have no authority, you're not the president. The president said, I said, call him, laughter. I said, I'm telling you, you're getting, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion dollars. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting ready to be leaving here. And I think about six hours, I looked at them and said, I'm leaving here in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. Did he ask for something, request something, and hold something of value? He did. George Kent testified that that I was... I think I'll do what you did. George Kent testified this. I'm asking about not George Kent. I'm asking about this question. Right, but it, it's important context. It's not. Answer this question. Did he or did he not? He's a, either Joe Biden's a liar, telling a story to make people impressed, or he actually did this. Which is it? He did it pursuant to U.S. official policy. So he did it in holding, withholding actual dollars, actual thing, holding this out there. So Joe Biden, of everybody that we discussed about, is the only one that's done a quid pro quo. He's the only one that's used taxpayer dollars to actually threaten a foreign government. And yet we're sitting here pretending that this is not happening? We're sitting here pretending that a president of the United States now would not be concerned? Look, you look at it this way. Joe Biden's a terrible candidate. He can destroy himself on the campaign trail, but he can't get by this. And it doesn't matter who brings it up. It doesn't matter who does it, because this is what happened. And you can whitewash it all you want. You can go over whatever you want, but that's what he did. He's either a liar or he did it, and he did it. I want to continue on. Question is a question that you had earlier. You rely on how many, approximately how many times do you rely on Gordon Sondland's testimony in your report? Oh, I, I, it's a nearly a 300-page report. Would you be amazed if it was 600 times or better? I, I, 
You wouldn't have any idea or not? I have no idea. Okay? You did. It's over 600 times. Would you also understand if you do a simple? So there you have it. I got deplatformed from YouTube. My second channel got deplatformed when I... Uh, I had a, I made like a little comic <laughs> relief about that situation right there where Joe Biden went on, you know, I was talking like Joe Biden and I, you know, I'd use that whole thing, but I didn't put the clip on there like I did now just for my own, um, uh, foundation so that I can have like something that I can stand on instead of people just hearing me say it, you hearing it from the horse's mouth. And so they deplatformed me when I said Joe Biden did a quid pro quo on YouTube. This was back in 20, uh, the end of 2019, 20. Yeah. That's my first channel got, well, I got suspended. I'm, I'm not going to say I got the platform on that, but I, they red flagged that video and said I was given, um, misinformation. <laughs> yeah. And they suspended me for a week. Yeah. From that video. And here it is. It's the same thing. I showed folks the same thing of what I made a joke out of. And he told you right there in front of a crowd, just like I said in my video that I got deplatformed for. He said it into a front. That was a quid pro quo. That's if you do this, if you don't do this for me, you're not going to get something. That's quid pro quo. Tit for tat. And, and we see that during the in, impeachment hearing for Donald Trump, <laughs> we saw the truth. Because Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States back then. He was in, 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 he was in charge of foreign policy. You know what I'm saying? So he, and, and the key word that a lot of people didn't observe when Joe Biden was talking in front of that crowd is he told the crowd when Poroshenko said, wait a minute, you're not the president. Joe Biden said, I said, call him. And who was the president at the time? Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein, the beloved black man. Yeah, Barack is black. His father is from Kenya. <laughs> yeah, he ain't no Negro. He's black. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. And I said that too. I said that's what people didn't understand. Barack knew everything. He knew, I'm sure, I, and, 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 and this is not in stone, but I believe, because I don't believe Joe Biden has enough uh, huspa and enough the mental <laughs> fortitude to understand what he was doing. So I believe Barack instructed him to do that. Yeah, yeah, I believe Barack was the one who was moving the chess pieces back then. I believe he was moving the chess pieces when Hillary Clinton was in there. I mean, you know, when she was running, you know, being the first lady as well with Bill Clinton. I believe Barack Hussein Obama was behind it all because that's what Joe Biden said about Barack. He's the most finest, uh, african-american i've ever met the most smartest and and just you know oh man barack, that guy there oh my god he he is just something unbelievable because i believe barack was giving them information that's what joe biden said out of his mouth i i, I might could find a clip about that one so you can hear it yourself where he talked about oh man joe uh barack hussein obama oh man this is when i'm talking about this when he was just you know coming through the the, the book because barack came out of nowhere that's what the Bible said in, in chapter 13, he came out of the sea and the sea is people. The sea represents people. When the Bible says in chapter 13 that the beast came out of the sea, the sea represents the people, you know, not the ocean, but it was the sea when he came from out of the people. Remember, Kabarak came out of nowhere in Chicago. Like, you know, he said at one point he was holding the door for people. And the next thing he was 
you know, running for presidency. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like overnight success in our, people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I just want to play that clip that Joe Biden talked about Barack Hussein Obama so you'll understand how he felt about Barack Hussein Obama when we knew Joe Biden called Negroes predators. Yeah, he, he created that 94 uh, crime bill with Bill Clinton to, to, and he called us super predators. Yeah, he called Negroes, him, Hillary Clinton and uh, Bill Clinton, they called Negroes super predators back in the time when 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 uh, the drugs was rampant and everything like that. They called them super predators and they made it the same drug, which was powder cocaine and, and, and rock cocaine, which they considered crack cocaine, was the same. There's the same drug. It's just you adding baking soda to one. You understand? Uh, and, and you're cooking it up. So but they gave harsher time for those who sold crack cocaine, which was uh, uh, mostly in the inner cities. And then, you know, powdered cocaine, what you wasn't getting a whole lot of time for, but they, they hammered a lot of Negroes and a lot of Negroes are still in jail to this day. And this was happening in the nineties, the, the late eighties and early nineties when they were doing these things, you know what I'm saying? And, and they pushed that whole agenda to, to exterminate Negroes. I'm telling you, it was, it was Exodus all over again. It was Exodus all over again. Then to come to find out that Ronald Reagan was promoting drugs and, and, and paying for the Contras to fight the war. They was giving this stuff down in Nicaragua. Man, we found out the truth. And then they had, that's when Freeway Ricky uh, Ross, I'm not talking about Rose, the rapper. I'm talking about the real true Freeway Ricky Ross came out and he real, they realized that they were selling for the Contras. When it all came out, the CIA was involved in all of this stuff. And they pushed it under the rug and tried to sweep Ricky Freeway, Ricky Ross. They tried to destroy all of the stuff that he was doing, but he fought his way back and won. They had these uh, uh, informants and everything that was working with hand in hand with the CIA. So they were flooding these inner cities with drugs and all of this stuff. And they were paying for it through wartime uh, efforts, man. It was off the backs of Negroes. These people that were, uh, 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 were man, it, it was bad. It was bad. But let me let me just play this clip because I'm, I'm going on to another tangent and everything. Let me play this clip about Joe talking about Barack just to show you the respect he has for Barack. And we know that Joe Biden ain't respecting no Negroes. I played in there how he talked to Al Sharp, Al Sharpton and, and all of these supposedly, uh, Leaders, Negro leaders. I I played a clip. If you go back down, how he talked recklessly to these people. He don't respect Negroes. But let me tell you about what he said about Barack. Hold on. The one great thing among the four of us, there's been no nothing missed between the cup and the lip. We we have the same value set. This man has more backbone, more more integrity than any president I've ever worked with. And I've worked with eight presidents. And what I've learned was that his, uh, his affection and his loyalty to my boys and to my daughter and to my granddaughters and I, I, I to their family is real. Um, I remember, uh, you know, uh, Bo was first diagnosed and rushed to the hospital. He came, he came literally running down the hall. And the sure says, is he all right? Is he all right? I said, you know, he may have to leave. And I said, uh, but he has no income but that. So, But I said, we're in good shape. I can sell the house and we'll, we'll be okay. 
he gets up from we're having what we do once a week a private lunch he and i talk about anyway and he grabs it joe promise me promise me you won't sell the house i'll give you the money i'll give you the money joe don't sell the house sasha wasn't able to be at his farewell speech you know where she was sitting in the living room with my daughter uh my granddaughter uh, um uh, studying for a chemistry exam together. I mean, th this is, we become our, our, my granddaughters, his daughters, each other's best friends. I don't like them, I love them. And I, uh, um, and it's, uh, it's uh, a mutual thing. We had each other's backs and uh, I'll be there for him anything he ever wants. The Democratic Party has had Jack Kennedy, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, this is your third run for president. Why Joe Biden? Well, because I think, as I said, there, uh, we need somebody who on day one knows exactly what to do, can command the world stage. No one wonders whether I know a great deal about these issues in foreign policy and domestic policy. They're things I've done. And that might be one of the criticisms, too, that you're offering essentially four more years of a Obama-like administration. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something. I, uh, I, uh, um, I, I love the fact that all of a sudden the Democratic Party doesn't think uh, Obama was that great a president. Um, I, I find that fascinating. Some have asked, why hasn't President Obama endorsed you? You guys served together for eight years. Because I have to earn, I want to earn this on my own. Did he offer to endorse you? No, we didn't even get there. I asked him not to. He said, okay. I think it's better. I think he thinks it's better for me. I have no doubt when I'm the nominee, he'll be on the campaign trail for me. Today, Barack Obama formally endorsed Joe Biden for president. In ending his public silence on the race, the former president has a clear goal heading into the fall, party unity among Democrats. Ed O'Keefe reports tonight. Hi, everybody. Former President Barack Obama rejoined the campaign fray today, virtually, from his Washington home. He cited Joe Biden's work on past global epidemics and the 2008 economic recovery as reasons why the former vice president is ready for the White House. I know he'll surround himself with good people, experts, scientists, military officials who actually know how to run the government and care about doing a good job running the government. The 12-minute video included criticism of President Trump, without naming him, and congressional Republicans. Republicans occupying the White House and running the U.S. Senate are not interested in progress. They're interested in power. The endorsement comes one day after Senator Bernie Sanders also pledged his support to Biden. It's imperative that all of us work together. The former vice president has put his friendship with Mr. Obama at the center of his White House bid. Most successful president in any of our lifetimes, Barack Obama. It's led to disagreements with liberal Democrats over health care and immigration, but increasingly, all signs now point toward party unity. Barack Obama has mostly avoided speaking out publicly about the campaign until today, and otherwise he spent the last several months working the phones behind the scenes, hoping to unify his party ahead of November's election. Today he also sent fundraising emails and texts for Joe Biden and says he'll be back out on the campaign trail as soon as he can. And there you have it. We heard about how he felt about uh, Barack when he, you know, when his son was passed and rest in peace, his son, you know, um, sorry to hear that, you know, I already knew, but I'm, you know, I'm just sending out my condolence. No matter if I don't like a certain person, you know, death is something that you can never return from. Um, but we understood that Joe Biden was in a financial bind. 
He was in a financial bind. He was about to sell his home. So we know that he was strapped for cash when his son passed. So that that may had a, a big dealing with pushing Hunter to the forefront to bring in some funds. Listen now, you gotta you gotta go back and understand why we are at the point that we're at. Cause you gotta go back before you can move forward. If you got some situations that you're uh, uh, unsure of, you don't know why these things happen. So what you do is you rewind the clock of what happened during that time to bring us to this time. Because what you do in the past will understand your future. You you will understand that today marks the beginning of your future, of what you're doing today you'll see the results of tomorrow. So we, we we understand that because of what Joe said, that he was strapped for cash, he was gonna sell his home. Barack said, don't sell your home, I'll give you the money. And then here we go, we, we hear him uh, talk about he wanted to you know, make his own way and he the, the, the interviewer asked him about how come he didn't uh, endorse you and he said, we didn't even talk about that, but I told him I didn't wanna endorse me. Wait a minute. You just said y'all didn't talk about it, but you told him you ain't want to endorse you. And then you say you want to do it on your own. That was a lie. Because <laughs> then I played a clip. He told him he didn't want to endorse him. Remember, he said, I don't want Barack to endorse me. And then we sh I showed a clip where Barack endorsed him because he knew he wasn't coming out of his house. Barack was on the campaign trail for him because Joe Biden was stuck in the house. He was in the basement. He didn't even come out. He didn't take interviews. He didn't take anything. It was like Barack was running for a third term. Remember? Yeah, that, that, that's true. This is all truth revealed. You understand? So I just wanted people to know the truth. I'm giving you the truth right before your eyes so that you can now make a decision and see these fake phony people who lied to us, who lied to us, who are continuing to lie to us. I played clips where Joe said, it's not about your freedom. It's not about your rights. It's about you doing what I say. Three, zero, three, three, zero. That was the number on the can campaign trail. Go back and look at it yourself. Three, zero, text Joe. Three, zero, three, three, zero. Yeah. You times it by two times three, zero, three, three, zero by two. You times that by two, the number two, and tell me the number you get when you times two by three zero three three zero. I'll wait. Very easy. <laughs> Multiplication. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at the number that you see on your paper. <laughs> and you tell me that he didn't tell everybody on September 9th, 2021, what to do, that it's a requirement that we do it. And if you go to chapter 13 of the book of Revelations, verse 16, and you don't tell me that coincides with the guy who had 30330, the number of his name. Uh oh, uh oh, the truth revealed just brings something new to you. Yes, look at it. Look at it. Look at the number that you have, 30330 times 2, and then read the 13th chapter, verse 16, and see what it says, uh, uh, verse 17 as well. Verse 17 is what I'm talking about, the, 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 the number of his name. <laughs> yeah, I think it's verse 17. But just look at it. Read both of those verses and look at the number of his name. <laughs> 
the number of his name. And you go back and look on the campaign trail when 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 uh, the orange man Donald Trump was going against Sleepy Joe. So you gotta you gotta give them both <laughs> nicknames because that's what they were called at the time. You know what I'm saying? Sleepy Joe. I called him Sloppy Joe because, like I said, he shouldn't have told the crowd that he withheld money. That was a quid pro quo. He withheld money from these same people that are in war right now. Russia is in war with Ukraine. At the time when Barack Hussein Obama was in the White House, Joe Biden was head of the foreign policies and the foreign uh, 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 relegations that he had to deal with all of these sovereign uh, states. Okay, he went over and dealt with Poroshenko at the time. And I, I played a clip dealing with that whole situation because Poroshenko, Victor Shokin at the time was the prosecuting prosecuting attorney attorney for the Burisma holding situation where Hunter Biden was on the board and he was given money and had no experience. And, and Victor Shokin was doing an investigation to really find out where all of these funds were going and everything. And Joe Biden told him, look, told Poroshenko, who was the president of the Ukraine, he told him, you're not getting this money to secure the International Monetary Fund unless Victor Shokin is fired fired from the position of prosecuting attorney because he was doing an investigation on Burisma Holdings Group. And Poroshenko said, you're not the president. And who was the president at the time? The guy Joe said, I don't like, I love him. Barack Hussein Obama. I've been saying this for a year and a half, ever since all of that stuff went down and the truth came out as far as them having Joe Biden on tape listening to him talk to Poroshenko himself. They got an actual uh, uh, audio of him on the phone with Poroshenko. I, I, um, I didn't really want to uh, put, put, I can put that on another video, but um, matter of fact, let, I should put it on here because I was looking at the time and I saw it was, uh, I was on here for 30 minutes already. And I, you know, a lot of this is a, we're in a microwave age and listeners don't really, well, I mean, truth is what always uh, prevails and people love the truth. They'll continue to listen to the truth. And that's why I bring the, the truth to people so that they can be, uh, uh, have a better understanding of why things are happening and what, uh, who is pushing what buttons and everything like that. So, um, let me, let me, let me hold on one second. That, uh... Everybody knows that Biden is 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 a crime lord. Yeah, he he wants to be a wise guy in the mafia. Everybody knows this. He 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 carries himself like a crime guy. 
everybody knows. And here we are today, 2022. Uh, today, what is today? The 5th of April. And we've seen all of the things transpire from this Russian and Ukrainian war, from all of the things that I've been explaining to you. I've showed the, the, the proof that Biden had a hand in what's going on in these wars because he dealt with Ukraine. He dealt with Russia. He dealt with all of China. He dealt, and his son was on the board of all of these places. This is what I don't understand that people don't see. And, and the media is suppressing all of this information so that you're not privy to it. And here it is. We have a wartime uh, a crime lord as the president. And he's making people take a vaccine that we don't know the, the ramifications in the years to come of the efficacy rate for one. And two, we don't know the outcome of all of these side effects that the Pfizer is now releasing. But I just want to uh, let my man Mark Levin speak because he he definitely has, he, man, he's, man, he's IDing everything that I'm saying. And I just want people to hear, it's just not me. It's, it's these people that understand what's going on. I just want him to speak and then I'm going to go off on here. I'm going to leave and, 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 and we'll come back with another episode next time. But this will be my last clip. Now, what am I talking about? What I'm talking about, first of all, is a corrupt media, an opportunistic media, an agenda-driven media that for months covered up the corruption that is the Biden crime family. The head of the Biden crime family, they still won't admit it, is Joseph Biden Jr. Uh, the media in this country during the last election, when they were confronted with a true story about a laptop, Hunter Biden, a computer fixer uh, who had that laptop and hard drive, who found incredible amounts of data, email and so forth on there. Uh, what did the media do? They covered it up. What did the big tech oligarchs do? They not only covered it up, but they, they banned the New York Post. They banned other media outlets. They banned any individual who dared to refer to it. How about the Democrats in the House? What were they doing? Did they conduct an investigation to find out what was taking place? No. How about the broadcast media? On the whole, another cabal of, of cover-up artists and censors who said that this was a Russian uh, plant. And they found 51 people with backgrounds and intelligence. Oh boy, what an anomaly that is. Uh, who said it clearly was Russia propaganda. And when Donald Trump tried to bring it up during the course of debate, he was cut off by Chris Wallace, who wouldn't allow it to be discussed. This is the state of media in America. We do not have a free press. We have the equivalent of Tosk or Pravda. We have a corrupt media. We have a media that sings from one sheet. We have a media that regurgitates down the line what one outfit says and the next outfit says. Well, something interesting happened. The New York Times came out with a piece a few weeks ago and said, uh, this is authentic. Now, here's the interesting thing. They didn't actually say it was authentic. It was a long piece they wrote. And then somewhere in the article, they pointed out, they flagged that, uh, that in fact, this laptop and these emails seem to be authentic, that they've been substantiated. Who are they substantiated by? I guess the prosecutors who are leaking this information, the career prosecutors out of the Wilmington U.S. Attorney's Office. That's my guess. 
because it was as recently as September 2021 uh, that the New York Times dismissed the Biden laptop story as Russian disinformation. And they did it at the height of the campaign as well. So people who voted, apart from all the other corruption that took place and all the other violations of the federal constitution that took place, such as in Pennsylvania and elsewhere, the fact of the matter is many people voted without information that the Biden family was being paid by the communist Chinese government and by their military. Then we get this piece from the Washington Post. Wow. Get this piece last week from the Washington Post. Very long piece. But I want to read a few parts to you because most of us don't read the Washington Post and for good reason. The Post did not find evidence that Joe Biden personally benefited from or knew details about the transactions with CEFC. CEFC is the Chinese energy company. It's a massive front company for the Chinese government and the, cover and the Chinese military, which took place after he had left the vice presidency and before he announced his intentions to run for the White House in 2020. So right away in paragraph number five, the Washington Post is trying to do a cover-up for Joe Biden. Well, why are the New York Times and the Washington Post even writing about these things? Why? Because uh, the prosecutors are moving fast now, and they don't want to be completely behind the ball and seem like the complete frauds that they are. But the new documents, which include a signed copy of a $1 million legal retainer, emails related to the wire transfers, and $3.8 million in consulting fees that are confirmed in new bank records, so that's about $5 million, an agreement signed by Hunter Biden, illustrate the ways in which his family profited from relationships built over Joe Biden's decades in public service. Joe Biden's decades in public service, they used his name, his family benefits to at least $5 million. But Joe doesn't know anything about it. This is a lie being perpetrated by the media. And this would be enough. This should be enough for an investigation in the House of Representatives. But they're too busy investigating minor misdemeanors like trespass and parading on private property over there at the Department of Justice, January 6th. Uh, they're too busy over there at the Department of Justice investigating parents who dare to challenge uh, school boards. They're too busy investigating the Georgia Republican legislature that dares to change its election laws to conform with traditional election processes. We know exactly what's going on here. Exactly. But let's go on. What else do we find here? Accounts linked to Hunter Biden received at least $3.79 million in payments from CEFC. Just remember, that's the Communist Chinese and the Communist Military Front Company through consulting contracts, according to bank records and joint agreements reviewed by the Washington Post. You know, I said here back then, this laptop, it's got the names of individuals. It's got dates on it. It's got times on it. It's got a thousand methods for confirming the authenticity of what's on the laptop. Where are the media? Media in cover-up mode. Biden received an additional $1 million retainer issued as part of an agreement to represent Patrick Ho, a CEFC official who would later be charged in the U.S. in connection with a multi-million dollar scheme to bribe leaders from Chad and Uganda. An intermediary from, CFE, from CEFC initially reached out to Hunter Biden in December 2015 to set up a meeting between the then-Vice President's son and Yi Jiaming, the founder and chairman of the Chinese firm, 
according to verified emails from a purported copy of the laptop hard drive reviewed by the outside experts for the Post. So this information was known to the Washington Post and the New York Times before the election. They chose not to look. CFC is a massive oil and gas company founded in 2002, had financing from government uh, development banks and ties to the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army, according to people who studied the firm. The contract signed on August 2, 2017, August 2, 2017, stated that Hunter Biden would get a one-time retainer of $500,000 and would then receive a monthly stipend of $100,000 with his uncle James Biden getting $65,000 a month. Says later, the money began flowing almost immediately with the first incoming wire of $5 million arriving in August 8, 2017, according to documents found on the copy of Hunter Biden's laptop again and corroborated by identical bank statements that Grassley's office, Senator Grassley, obtained from Kathy Bank for an account jointly held by Hunter Biden and CEFC execs. By my calculation, we're almost at $10 million now. This doesn't even count the corruption with Ukraine or other countries. This is just communist China. Later on in the article, during the time the CEFC was active, funds were being transferred from Hunter Biden to his uncle. Records show, oh, Jimmy Biden. All told, nearly $1.4 million went from Hunter's company to one controlled by James Biden. According to a 2020 report produced by Grassley and fellow Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. So they had this again during the course of the last election. The transactions were identified as potential criminal activity and a designation meant to flag potential money laundering, political corruption, or other financial crimes, according to a report from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network at the Treasury Department that was received by the Post. Now, I'm not going to overwhelm you with more information. It gets worse. There's more with the Biden crime family. More. Now, Joe Biden's role. Well, the Washington Post said there was no role, and whatever the Washington Post says, of course, is true, as it covered up the laptop to make sure that Biden would would be unaffected and unencumbered with it during the, the election. Look how the media circled around him during the debate, Chris Wallace, the Washington, Time, the, uh, Washington Post, the uh, New York Times, the big oligarchs and uh, big tech, just a disgusting cover-up. Well, here's the New York Post, Miranda Devine, who's been on this. And she points out that Bobulinski, who was a business partner who came forward, who had nothing to gain by coming forward, a former Navy SEAL, he puts it all on the line. He said, I've seen Vice President Biden saying he never talked to Hunter about his business. Bobulinski would say in a bombshell statement to the New York Post, Michael Goodwin on October 22, 2020, before the election. I've seen firsthand that's not true because it wasn't just Hunter's business. They said they were putting the Biden family name and its legacy on the line. I don't have a political axe to grind. I just saw behind the Biden curtain and I grew concerned with what I saw. The Biden family aggressively leveraged the Biden family name to make millions of dollars from foreign entities, even though some were from communist controlled China. Now, less than two weeks after meeting Joe Biden, Miranda wrote, Bobulinski Incorporated Sino-Hawk Holdings LLC on May 15, 2017, that year, 2017, having decided against Hunter's suggestion, they call it CEFC America. 
Hunter Biden wanted to call it after the communist Chinese regime's name for its company. It would be a global investment firm seated with $10 million of Chinese money. We just talked about that, remember? That would buy projects in the U.S. and around the world in global and or domestic infrastructure, energy, financial services, and other strategic sectors, said the contract he'd drawn up. Sino-Hawk would be 50% owned by Yi Jiming, chairman of the, of the communist uh, company, CFC, through a Delaware Incorporated CEFC entity, Hudson West IV LLC. The other 50% would be owned by Onida Holdings LLC, another Delaware firm set up by Bobolinsky. Now, Onida would be split according to an email sent by James Giller to the group on May 13, 2017, laying out the distribution of shares. Ready? 20 to H, Hunter. 20 to RW, Walker. 20 to JG, Gillier. 20 to TB, Bobolinsky. 10 to Jim Biden. 10 held for H for the big guy. Three years later, Bobolinsky would tell the world, there's no question that the big guy is Joe Biden. Hunter Biden called his dad the big guy, or my chairman, and frequently referenced, asking him for his sign-off for advice on various potential deals that we were closing. There's much more on this and ties to Joe Biden, the now president of the United States. No wonder the media covered up for him. Ladies and gentlemen, we need a federal special counsel. We cannot leave it to Merrick Garland and the political appointees at the Department of Justice. This is why we have special counsels. An experienced, competent, independent federal prosecutor who puts together a team, a special counsel office to investigate Joe Biden, his family, the dealings with communist China, the dealings with Ukraine, the dealings with Russia, the dealings with Romania, the dealings with all of these governments. Biden told a flat-out lie, as he often does, and he knew nothing of his son's business practices. We have witnesses. We have uh, contemporary information, uh, documents, a laptop, which has now been authenticated by the New York Times, so we know it's accurate. We've got a ton of evidence that would trigger any investigation of a sitting president of the United States. We have not had one single hearing in the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives as they're chasing down paraders and trespassers on minor misdemeanors with the January 6th committee. We need a Biden crime family committee, and we need one right now. We need to know what the hell's going on. Communist China is our biggest enemy, and they're staring us down. And it is my contention we have a man in the Oval Office who is, by all evidence, corrupt, bought off, and we need it now. Hey, Sean. There you have it. This just was uh, given yesterday, uh, April 4th. 2022 this just came out yesterday I've been talking about the same thing that Mark Levin just spoke about since 20 the end of 2020 I got deplatformed for saying exactly what was just said because I told folks that Joe Biden was paid and bought by Xi Ping of China because his communist efforts to do the same thing that communist China is doing over there, he's doing right here on our soil. He said, it's not about your freedom of your choice. You must take this vaccine. I told you 
And here it is, 2022, Mark Levin is saying the same thing that I've been speaking about, that I got deplatformed all three channels of exposing this guy. And I've been praying and praying. And then I remember I was praying so much that I asked God to just allow these folks to be exposed, Lord. And then boom, the laptop was found. And I said, yes, Lord, and people going to see. People going to see. They going to see. And next thing you know, they didn't even bring it out. They didn't even let folks know the truth. Truth. And I was still, I kept on pushing. I kept on pushing on these videos. I was making videos every day talking about Joe Biden, talking about the corruption, talking about how he, they, they had phone conversations, phone records, documents, emails, leaked information. And I was pushing and pushing. I was getting flagged. Misinformation. I got suspended a week. Suspended two weeks. Deplatform. I started a new channel. I renamed it something else and came out saying the same thing. Warning. Flag two weeks, three weeks. Now I'm deplatform. I said, well, I'm gonna keep pushing. Open up another one. Same thing happened. And now all of a sudden, I, so I didn't even, after my third one that I got uh, removed, I didn't even build another channel. I just came on somewhere where I could just speak freely and have my first amendment right upheld. So I figured it was anchor. Anchor, I came on Anchor and started speaking my truth and started getting 20 and 30 people watching my, well, listening to my audio. So I was like, okay, boom, boom. Then next thing you know, after I got on there for about maybe uh, three or four months, Spotify all of a sudden sent me a, a, a thing that I got to agree to now. Community God, I'm like, Spotify, where Spotify sent? So I'm figuring that Spotify bought Anchor. Because they want to silence you with every time you people are telling the truth, they want to silence them. And so here it is. Now you can speak freely about what happened because it's being it's be it's being proven that these phone records, that these documents and all of the stuff that they have on these people are being proven to be true. The laptop says it all. But guess what? They didn't even leak the information before the elections for you to get the right information so you can make a right decision that you're actually voting for a corrupt politician. And, and, and like I said in chapter 13, uh, the Bible says he causes fire to rain down from heaven. And I believe because all of the people that was sitting up here talking about uh, uh, President Trump is a shoe in the wind against Joe Biden. Because everybody knew Joe Biden wasn't on the campaign trail. He had Barack Obama out there. He was at home. Yeah, remember people were saying, when is Joe Biden going to come out? And then he had staged events where it was nothing but Jeep uh, commanders and Jeep uh, vehicles out there and everybody saw the truth and there wasn't no people out there. And then they, you know, they used the fact that it was during the coronavirus and the social distancing and all that. But here it is. Trump had the same rallies and he had 50 and 60 thousand people out there <laughs> and they were complaining about Trump saying the people aren't social distancing and they were saying that they Trump rallies were spreading the coronavirus because nobody was going to see Joe. Nobody was going to see Joe Biden. He had, they showed his rallies, Joe Biden rallies. It was six chairs there with circles around them and people in those chairs that was from the media. But no people out there. <laughs> it was crazy. And then all, we didn't never hear from him. He was always at home in the basement taking naps. 
when, when Trump was pushing and everything, and then we had all of these evangelists, preachers, uh, pastors, and I read, oh, God told me that Donald Trump was going to win. God told me we had these, inf- these YouTube influencers lying to the people saying God told them that Trump was going to win and everything. And here it is. I had made a video uh, back in, uh, it was the end of 2019, right before all of the stuff that was going on. I had made a video and told the people that I had spoken to my girlfriend at the time back in 2018, 2017, uh, we were going around the Pentagon and I just f- felt in my spirit, God told me that Joe Biden was going to run for the presidency. And this was in 2017 and everybody was pushing for Hillary Clinton. Remember back in the day when, uh, they were saying that Hillary Clinton before she lost against Trump, in the 2016 election, they said she was going to be pushing for the 2020 election and she was going to be the new president. And so I told her back in 2017, 2018, and, and it was confirmed. Like, I, I, she was there. I mean, I, everybody knew I wasn't lying. I ain't lying. I told the truth. I said, God told me that he was going to run. And then next thing you know, he came out of the blue and just said he was going to run. And he got endorsed by the Democrat DNC and everything. And I was like, okay, dang. And then, you know, everybody kept on saying it doesn't matter because he wasn't seen. He didn't go out there. He, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, being a factor. He didn't show the truth that he, you know, wanted to really be the president. It was, he was, he was unavailable. He was unavailable for information to, and then when he would definitely have these conferences and all of them meetings, he would have a teleprompter up there where he was speaking off a teleprompter, you know, and then people started to see the truth. And then Barack Hussein and Obama came on the campaign trail and then they, you know, it was like he was pushing and he was just killing. He was doing everything that Joe Biden was supposed to do. Then we come to find out that Joe lied and said he didn't want Barack to 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 campaign for him. He wanted to do it on his own, but yet and still Barack came out because the truth came out. Yeah, yeah, the truth came out. And so here we have it. Today, 2022, April 5th. Now all of the things that we've been talking about over these last year and a half last year and a half when our businesses and the things that we had up making money from was destroyed torn down because these folks were they were they were controlling the narrative and they did not want the truth to come out because they knew that Donald Trump he was not a controllable president he did what he wanted to do he made sure that the people of America was first that's why I believe when he said uh, uh, America first, you know, let America be first. I don't I, in my eyes, it was never a racist because he proved to show what he did when he said that HBCU uh, uh, colleges, historically black colleges received more funding under Trump than any other president in the history of the United States. The history, the one of the presidents of the HBCU said that that Trump told him to come back whenever you need something. He said he never, not even Barack Hussein Obama did that. And here we have it. We 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 dog him because he helped. That what am I lying or am I flying? Because I ain't seen a bird all day. Was not gas a dollar seventy-five a gallon or or less? During the reign of Donald Trump. And I'm not like, look, I'm not a, I'm not for none. I'm for truth. 
I'm for truth. They, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I used to be a Republican. I used to be a Democrat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm not neither one of them. I'm Jesus only. But I'm telling the truth about what these folks did. You look at when the first thing he did when, when Joe Biden got into the White House, he overturned all the things that Donald Trump did that was good for America. He killed 30,000 jobs on his first day with the Keystone XL pipeline. 30,000 people, over 30,000, lost their jobs. He crushed our economy. He crushed everything that Donald Trump put into effect with these border programs, with the, the, the immigration laws. He took all of them down, and that's we had mass exodus from Mexico into the United States. And we're still going through it. He just killed Title 43. He took Title 42. He killed all of these things that Donald Trump had put up for the American people to thrive and to be prosperous and to be uh, uh, one of the American superpowers once again. All of that is down the tube. And now he's saying you don't have no freedom of choice. It's not about freedom and it's not about choice. I, I let people hear that. So you tell me. Do you believe if you did vote for our current president, was that a good vote? Now you understanding all the information that is coming out that, like I said, one of me being a conspiracy theorist in the eyes of these oligarchs and these tech giants and everything. Now, the same thing that I've been preaching for the last year and a half is, is on the forefront of the lips of these same folks that were riding with Joe Biden. The same folks that said, no, Hunter Biden ain't, ain't got nothing. His selling art and all that don't have nothing to do with that. Come on. This is corruption at the highest. And I'm so glad God is bringing it out so people can make choices. But the Bible says people still didn't repent. The Bible says in Revelations, they still didn't repent for the murders, for the for the thefts and the 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 kill, the the, uh, the, the, the just everything messed up. They still didn't repent for all of the sin that is continuing to be brought out and shown. The light is being it being cast on the darkness right now. And I just wanted to bring it to the. The, the, the forefront so people can make decisions. And what I mean by making a decision is to choose today Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Because, beloved, we're not promised tomorrow. We live for today, but we plan for tomorrow. The plans you may have for next week, next month, next year might be interrupted by something that you have no control over. And I'm asking you right now that you will have control if you give your life to Christ today. You will have control of knowing if you don't make it tomorrow that you will be in paradise with Christ. If you give your life to him, ask for forgiveness. Understand that you must forgive anybody who's done wrong against you to be forgiven. And then go down in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins and receive the Holy Spirit that you may be unctioned in into heaven in the glory of God. Amen. Amen. So the mind is like a parachute, beloved. It only works when it's open. So today, open your mind 
and understand that I'm giving you the truth and revealing those things that are happening right now in the end times. Amen. Amen. Take care, beloved.